With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I think we're targeting sometime next week. Does that sound right, Seton, that we're going to unveil as early as next week? We're unveiling the third flavor? Uh, as early as, yeah, next week, week after. Okay, yeah. the beginning of April. Beginning of April, yeah. Okay. That's like a light confirmation. All right. And it's our best tasting moonshine. It's azalea. I don't know how we did it, but Seton said, what about azalea? And I said, what about azalea? And he said, that's going to be the flavor. And I said, I don't even know what azalea tastes like. But... We're going to find out. You tasted it. It's surprisingly good. I did. I did. It's surprisingly good. I did. Azaleas are a flowering shrub in the uh, rhododendron family. Of course they are. Yeah. I don't know how we came up with it, but uh, maybe that time of the year that you're thinking about azaleas, and we thought, <laughs> you know what? in bloom. Yeah, let's see what we could do. Because I didn't know what a dogwood would taste like, so we thought we would do azaleas instead. But that should be at the beginning of April, we're hoping for. With azalea moonshine. <laughs> we got watermelon down the road, I think. Oh, yeah, watermelon. I, and I'm pushing for maple moonshine on, in the don't, fall. Don't yeah. tease me. I'm telling yeah. you, Polly. Moonshine, maple moonshine. Come on. Yeah, a little bit later on. We'll let you know, though. But uh, got some information yesterday. Very excited about that. We'll let you know because there's a limited batch. That's all we can produce at this time. And uh, you'll be able to uh, purchase that. At danpatrick.com. Sign up for the newsletter, by the way. Love it. Every day, they do a great job. The BRGs, Rob and uh, Mario, do a wonderful job. They compile everything on the show. And in case you miss something or even you want to revisit something, it's available for you at danpatrick.com. Comes out every day, right at 6 Eastern, uh, 3 Pacific. Stat of the day brought to you, as always, by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Play of the day, poll question. All of that forthcoming. We're going to talk to uh, Sonny Vaccaro in an hour from now. The new movie, Air, it's about the recruitment of Michael Jordan to Nike. Sonny Vaccaro is one of the stars of the movie. He's played by Matt Damon. And uh, I've known Sonny for 40 years. And he knows where all the bodies are buried. He knows all the players, high school players, coaches. He was uh, with Reebok. He was with Adidas. He was with Nike. And Michael Jordan and his mom the recruitment of them to Nike, and that's what the movie is all about. By the way, you don't have to be a big sports fan to like the movie because uh, some people have asked me that. 
it's not a basketball-heavy movie. It's really about getting Michael Jordan and his mom on board to come to Nike. And the recruitment of that, and Sonny Vaccaro based his career on that, trying to get Mike to go to Oregon, to go to Nike, and they came up with the Air Jordan shoe. And they did that over a weekend. Jordan came out, they signed, and he changed. that changed the sports world. It changed branding. It changed uh, at, uh, athletes' endorsements of products because Mike got a percentage of every shoe that had his name on it. Normally, you would get you know a fee like a hundred thousand dollars, and they they said Mike wants two seventy five, I think, and he wants a Mercedes. And his mom, played by Viola Davis, who was wonderful in every scene she's in, she said. We'll do this, but we want a percentage of every shoe that has his name on it. And Phil Knight, who is you know the CEO of Nike, I don't know what his official title is. He is Nike, but there's there's a scene where he goes, "Oh, what can this, this cost me? A couple million dollars?" And at the very end of the movie, goes, "Michael Jordan makes four hundred million dollars per year on the Air Jordan brand." But it's a it's a well done movie. That wasn't the cliffhanger everybody was waiting no, on, was it? I don't think so. so. Okay. I don't. I I hope I didn't ruin it for anybody. Oh wait, so this works out for yeah, him? Jordan. Oh, yeah. get the hell out of here! <laughs> Michael Jordan is rich. Spoiler alert. <laughs> this program brought to you by PXG.com. Or you can call 844-PLAY-PXG, schedule a fitting. I switched to uh, PXG. I did that during the Super Bowl. Got a chance to go out for a fitting, and I can't wait. Can't wait for spring to roll around, swing some PXGs, and you'll agree nobody makes golf clubs the way they do, period. Also, Senator Bill Bradley, Knicks Hall of Famer, Princeton grad. We'll talk about Princeton going to the Sweet 16, and also the passing of Willis Reed teammate of Bill Bradley's with the Knicks when they won a couple of world championships. So Bill Bradley will join us coming up a little bit later on in the program. Clippers, Paul George got injured last night. Don't know the severity of that, but here we are late March and Paul George, they took him off the court, carried him off the court. And, you know, we talk about the Clippers, but we don't really talk about the Clippers in a bigger picture. It feels like People nationally are more interested than people locally with the Clippers. Because if you're a Clippers fan, you're a contrarian. Like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a Laker fan. You know, I'm tired of winning, you know? It'd be like you're a, an Auburn football fan as opposed to an Alabama fan. Like, no, no, I don't like dynasties. I don't like great teams. But the Clippers losing Paul George, we don't know the severity of that, but uh it looked bad. St. John's introduces Rick Pitino, and it was packed house. All you got to do is look at the NCAA tournament and the number of players who are from New York City. And if you can get some of those guys in the portal, you can keep those players in New York. Rick Pitino will be successful. I'll be surprised if he's not successful. And the portal is coming up in the next two weeks. If you keep some of those players... And there's a couple of point guards who are in the tournament now, Marv. Yeah, starting point guard for uh, Michigan State. They were actually my both of them, both of them were my best of the weekend. Uh, the two point guards from Kansas State and from Michigan State. They're both from New York City. One's from Harlem, and one went to uh, Christ the King out in Queens. Okay, in Queens. Yes. <laughs> How is that possible? 
You know, that you're going to... And Louis Carnesecca was there. Louis Carnesecca is 98 years of age. And Paulie goes, God, I can't believe Louis Carnesecca. I said, what do you mean? He goes... He's got better hair than I do, and he's 98. <laughs> That's very frustrating. First of all, I did not know he's still alive, out of respect. 98, and he's got a perfect head of hair. Yeah, he does. Very frustrating. Yeah. And I was fortunate to be able to cover the St. John's. They were the Redmen at the time with Chris Mullen, Mark Jackson. They had a wonderful team. And St. John's owned the garden back then. That's when you had Georgetown and Villanova, Providence. I mean, you had all of these Syracuse, all these great teams. When the Big East was the best basketball conference ever. And to be around that St. John's team and Louie uh, had the sweaters. And then you had the rivalry with John Thompson. But it was great to see him at uh, the press conference there with Rick Pitino. Yes, Seaton. Maybe it's just like really optimistic thinking. But you're saying like just locally, if you could get... New York City kids to stay at St. John's, you could have one of the most entertaining basketball teams in the country yes, to watch. Yes. Just in their own backyard. Just the history of basketball in New York City, the style of play. Every, oh, man, that could be awesome. They love their basketball. And, you know, they're, the, the colleges in, in New York City, and they love college basketball. Obviously, they love the Knicks. They're dying for a winner. And if Patino can somehow get the back pages there, the tabloids, you bring a couple of players in, keep them home, that shouldn't be that difficult. I, I would be shocked if Patino is not a great success at St. John's. Yeah, Paul. I want Rick Patino to get the tabloid pages in the good way. Oh. Yeah, so make sure they're all yes. on a pot. Big win over yeah. Georgetown yes. or whatever. Yes, yes. Uh, the WBC, the World Baseball Classic, uh, people don't realize it's been around since uh, 2006. But... It changed this year because you had really good players who were deciding to play. Mike Trout decided to play. Now, the other countries, they want their players to play because this is their true World Series. And the atmosphere was wonderful. Now, you had some people who did say, oh, I don't want our players out there. There's freak injuries there. Edwin Diaz got injured. I mean, that would never happen again. He got injured celebrating, okay? Uh, Jose Altuve, that's a baseball injury, broke his thumb. But I understand the concerns there. They're valid. But only with uh, Jose Altuve. Diaz, he's he's just jumping up and down. Last year, the World Series had an average of just over 12 million viewers per game. Japan's quarterfinal game against Italy totaled over 64 million. Shohei Otani. He gained over 2 million new social media followers since the start of the tournament. So this is a goldmine for Major League Baseball. Baseball has had an unbelievable start to the season, and we haven't started the season. But WBC, they're going to, you know, we got to wait three more years. But you had the scenario that you wanted. It was the United States against Japan. John Smoltz, who was on the call last night, joined us yesterday, and he said this. I got this sneaky suspicion that maybe late in the game, if Team Japan is up, you may see Shohei Otani close it out. And would it be something oh, more than theater yeah. that if Shohei Otani with two outs and a runner on is facing Mike Trout for the chance to win the WBC either way would be pretty incredible if it had actually happened. That's John Smoltz yesterday, and this is how it sounded last night on Fox Sports 1. Otani's ready. Trout's ready. 
3-2. He struck him out. Otani strikes out Trout, and Japan's back on top of the baseball world. Yeah, Japan has uh, won it a couple times previously, and now all of a sudden, it, in case there was any argument, the most valuable baseball player around the world is Shohei Otani. The most famous is Shohei Otani. And he'd be famous if he was pitching. He threw 100, 101, 102, and then he came back with whatever filth that was. Looked like a wiffle ball slider. And uh, Mike Trout went down swinging. I was rooting for Mike Trout, not because of the United States, but because here's Mike Trout getting a moment. And we, we want great players to have those moments. You want them to be on a big stage. You know, guys who produce win, you know, Kurt Gibson when he comes up there, you know, Willis Reed in the NBA finals, like that moment where you go, I want you to do well. Now they were injured and, you know, had a dramatic uh, appearance. Here is Mike Trout. We're waiting for these moments. And I wanted him to take Otani deep just to tie the game. And then whatever happened after that. But Otani hit 435. For the tournament. <laughs> I mean, the numbers, let me, let me give you what he did. So he had 23 plate appearances, 10 hits, eight RBIs, had a homer. He walked uh, 10 times. Uh, his average was 435. His OPS was 1.345. Pitching stats, 2-0, two, uh, two had a save, uh, struck out 11, and they batted 152 against him. Woo! Ow! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! This is the stat of the day! Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Plus, I think it's good for the WBC that the United States lost. Because... I go back to the America's Cup. We didn't even know about the America's Cup until we lost the America's Cup. Like, oh, my God, we lost to Australia. We got to get back. We, none of us have ever owned a boat. None of us <laughs> sail. But, damn it, Australia had the America's Cup, and it says our name on it, and we want it back. You know, you go back to 1988 with the Olympics. The reason why we had the Dream Team is because 1988 did not bring home the gold medal. They had amateurs. John Thompson was the head coach. And then you had 1992 because we're going to get that gold medal. You don't beat us. This could be good for the WBC. And I enjoyed it. Um, I watched a lot more than I thought I was going to. It's especially with Japan. I love the atmosphere that Japan brought to the WBC. And it was on a Tuesday night. There was no competition. It was wonderful. Standalone. And... You know, it was on Fox Sports 1. It wasn't even on Fox. But it was covered. It was covered around the world. And baseball has had a wonderful six weeks here. New rules. You're watching more spring training. You're curious about these pitch clocks. You know, hit clocks, batter clocks. Uh, the commissioner will join us coming up next week. But it was fun. There was an atmosphere there. There was excitement. You got to see some of these players that maybe you... On, you know, on the periphery, if you cover baseball, watch baseball, and you're like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. But to be able to watch them, and I couldn't help but think when I'm watching Otani, I hope this isn't his biggest moment he's going to have. 
Because he's got to be looking at the guy at the plate and Mike Trout and going, do I want to have a career like Mike Trout? And Mike Trout's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's not on the, the big stage. And that's what I miss about this. And that's why I was rooting for Mike Trout, that you get that opportunity. But you know, there's no guarantee, even, you know, expanding playoffs, if he's going to be able to play in more playoffs. He played in three. And even those games, they were in Kansas City. He didn't even get one against the, you know, Yankees. Yeah, Paul. And Shohei Itani's not a kid. He's not like 24 years old. He's 28. He's in his prime. He's going into his prime. Yeah, and he's got one more year there. And then you wonder, he's going to get one of those 12-year contracts. I'm going to guess. But you're going to get that from the Angels. You're going to have, I'm sure, a couple other teams are going to go, uh, we'll take him. We'll take it from here. But Shohei Otani is the unicorn. Absolutely. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know... Think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love pick six. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. 
Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names. Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. They got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. I uh, mentioned that I got to see the movie air on Monday. There was a screening down in New York. Uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Viola Davis, they were there in attendance. And uh, the movie is about Sonny Vaccaro and Nike and the pursuit of Michael Jordan and creating that partnership that really revolutionized the world of sports and, and culture. Matt Damon plays Sonny Vaccaro, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, Viola Davis also in it. Chris Tucker has uh, got a starring role as well. Hits theaters on April 5th as we bring in Sonny Vaccaro. How close did you come to losing Michael Jordan at Nike? Every day. Every day was a challenge. Uh, I was the stranger when I first met him. I, I never met him. Um, George Routing introduced me, and I knew George very well at that time. He was my best man at the, our wedding. But since that, that first day, there was some sort of a connection that I you can't explain. People make, you know, they did this. It was like karma or something. I can't explain it to you. But every day from the first day on for the next three and a half months in pursuing him was a chore because the, the idea for me was to help convince him to believe in this young company that might do something that they've never done before. That was the chore. And Michael was Michael, you know, 21, 22 years old. He is, you know, 40 something. He had his own mind, his idea of what he wanted to do, and he didn't want to go with Nike, that's for sure. So it was my greatest journey. And, you know, I've had a few of these things. But the other things basically in my life, Dan, I controlled whether it was that first all-star game, whether it was paying the coaches, it was seri- you know, seriously my idea. This was an idea that was given to me, the opportunity by you know Phil Knight and Rob Strasser and Peter Moore, especially Rob and, and Phil. They gave me the okay. I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would ever be involved on the professional side and, and recruiting a player that was going to be the signature of Nike forever. But I didn't know if it was more about recruiting Michael's mom in the movie, uh, played by Viola Davis, or was it more about recruiting Michael to Nike? Michael was always Michael. But I knew that family, not specifically Mrs. Jordan at that time, but family was what guided Michael. So after the first meeting, I knew that the only way to Michael's heart was we got to convince his family I didn't assume, and I, I don't want to think anyone is there. I think that I said, we're going to go from this. I just said, I, I knew family was big in that short period of time. And Michael Jordan really only listened to family and then mom. There's no question. Did M- Nike make Michael? Did Michael make Nike? <laughs> Let me just say this. I have no idea what history, neither do you, Mr. Patrick. But without Michael Jordan, he made everything. 
And he made you, you people in the media talk about the GOAT, the best player and all that. I'm not going to involve with that crap because I believe personally that the, the GOAT is the guy who's the best player in the generation he plays. So let's get past the GOAT stuff. Okay. Let's get past Michael with LeBron and, you know, and this guy and that guy. But what he was the GOAT of for Nike, start with Nike, but the rest of the world was marketing. But what he did, he opened up a billion trillion dollar industry for people that he never met. And who are they? The athletes, and particularly the minority athletes of today's society. He opened up a venue that he could be a part ownership in. He's Sonny Vaccaro, the former sports marketing executive. He signed Michael Jordan to that first sneaker deal at Nike. So you leave Nike, you go to Adidas, you have a chance to sign LeBron, because he wore Adidas in high school, I believe. How did Adidas screw that up that LeBron ended up going to Nike? The LeBron story is quite different than the Michael story. I knew the, the, you know, LeBron's family, including mom and all, his, all the young, you know, Maverick, when they were 10th to 11th grade in high school. That one was someone I, when I made my break, it was like when I found Kobe for Adidas in, in 96 or 97 and Tracy the next year after that. That, I did that pretty good, and I knew this kid was going to be pretty good because the people in you know his hometown, they brought a film to me. But Adidas screwed up the way Adidas historically screws up. Okay, They, they should have had Michael Jordan. This conversation in 84, Michael would have gone with them for 50 cents more for a financial part of it. They offered much more on the surface until we squeaked the pot and said, you're going to get a percentage. Yeah. So LeBron, LeBron was ignorance. Adidas made a horrible mistake, a horrible mistake. They changed. I offered LeBron, you know, $100 million, $10 million a year while he was still in high school. Never signed anything. We didn't break any violations. I, I, I met him and his family, you know, and I said, this is what it's going to be. And until that moment, until the day of the signing, where you're supposed to sign, I was given permission. Dan, in my lifetime, whoever I work for, I never spent other people's money without them giving me the opportunity to spend other people's money. It wasn't like I was guaranteeing it. But Adidas told me that given the ten million a year, I go to this meeting and you know in Malibu when LeBron flies out and you know the team flies out, we're whining and dining. I was in his home. I was back, you know, in you know, in Ohio with him. I, I watched him grow up and all that sort of stuff. We opened up the contract. It wasn't 100 million. They had incentives in there. Oh. Well, my first life, my first thing was, you know, you're giving a guy 100 million dollars. You're worrying about incentives. You're hope you're hoping he can play. I mean, that's bullshit. <laughs> Excuse me. But my point, my point there, Dan, is they they said no. Well, the rest is history. You know, when I opened up. I told LeBron and his mom that I hugged them and Pam and I went over to the corner of this mansion in Malibu and I said, you go to Nike and you get yourself a good deal. Don't tell them that we screwed up. Play, play the music with them, you know, make uh -huh. them pay, whatever it was. So they screwed up. I don't know if we were to sign them because I still believe Nike would have eventually gone over it. I mean, but I don't know if that's true too. This is still 2000, what? You know, one, two, three, yeah. whatever it is, right? Yeah. I mean, we're not ready yet. LeBron set the next thing. LeBron came in and overcome what Kobe had done. 
know, by 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 that time, you know, Kobe's a great player and all that stuff. He he has a miscue, you know, he you know, he changes shoe companies, all that stuff. LeBron was the next one. And LeBron came as closest to getting what Michael got in his own shoe, but he didn't get it out of it. Adidas screwed up. I've known you for a long time, and if you would have said somebody was going to play you in a movie, I probably wouldn't have picked Matt Damon. I wouldn't have picked somebody as good-looking as Matt Damon. But, uh, yeah, congratulations. But, yeah. Well, well, that is more than congratulations. Matt Damon playing me. You know, Dan, you, you have known me a long time, and I'm so glad we get to talk to talk about this subject because you've been with me where times weren't so good where sometimes you and a couple of other guys gave me a chance to talk about what it was I was trying to do, you know? So to hear, you know, Matt Damon, I mean, my God, I mean, you know, Ben and the whole cast, I mean, these guys are amazing. I mean, Ben, I mean, their background, I couldn't have picked any, I mean, who would I have picked? I never thought the day would come. This never entered my mind, Mr. Patrick, ever. So, if I should die tomorrow when we hang up, okay, I'll know that I'm at peace with whatever, you know, happens and whatever talks about because I've watched the evolution of something that very few had a chance to watch, the evolution of a, a human being that actually changed the patterns of America. And that evolution was Michael Jordan. I'm happy for you, Sonny, and, uh, you know, continue good health there in uh, Palm Springs, and uh, good luck with the movie. I pray to God I get to see you and your family one more between we make the last rodeo here, okay? Thank you, bud. All right, God bless you. Thank you. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. 
want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names, Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. they got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Hall of Famer and uh, two-time champ with the Knicks, uh, the former Senator Bill Bradley joining us on the show. Bill, good to talk to you again. Uh, The passing of Willis Reed at the age of 80. What's your favorite story of Willis Reed that you can tell this audience? (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm a rookie, and uh, Willis, of course, is the captain, and he only calls me by my last name, and that bothered me. He called everybody else by their first name, so I went to him and I said, Willis, how about calling me by my uh, first name like you call everybody else? And he pauses, six nine two forty, looks down at me and says, okay, Bradley. <laughs> In other words, he was letting me know who the boss was. (laughs) Take us back to 1970 Game 7. When did you guys realize that Willis was going to play in that deciding game against the Lakers? Well, DeBusher says he knows that uh, he was going to take a shot. I I didn't. So I didn't know he was going to play until he showed up on the court. And, uh, you know, I'm warming up and the Lakers are warming up and suddenly there's a rumble and the crowd, the building begins to shake. And I look out and it's Willis coming on and West, Baylor and Chamberlain have stopped their practicing and they're watching to see Willis walk on the floor. They want to see if he can uh, move at all because he's torn the abductor muscle. You can't lift your legs, supposedly. And... Um, then we get the the game begins the first two times down as it has it. Will stays under the basket, doesn't come out. Willis has an open sixteen foot shot. He hits both of them. After that, the game's over. I mean, Clyde has one of the great, I think, the best seventh game in the history of the NBA. He scores like thirty six points, nineteen assists. And, I remember I introduced him one day, and I said, "And Clyde Frazier scored thirty six points, nineteen assists." And he says, and and nine rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't the MVP. 
Yeah. That they well, gave it to Willis. I think, I think that the, the MVP goes to the man with the courage and the total uh, put his, his career on the line for his team. That doesn't happen often in sports, but it happened that day in that circumstance. Did you guys design plays? Did the Red Holtzman design plays for Willis the first two times down against Wilt Chamberlain? No, it was just the fact that if Will if uh, Wilt had come out, it would have been a contested shot. But you know, Wilt didn't really come out. <laughs> can you Rarely. can you describe what it was like to play against Wilt Chamberlain? Uh, well, he was an incredibly imposing. Uh, physical uh, specimen. I mean, you know, I, I as, a, as a forward would often reach back and try to knock the hand, ball out of the hand of the center, right? So when I reached back to try to w- knock it out of Wilt's hand, it was like hitting bri- a brick wall. And I, at one point, I even injured my shoulder trying to do it. <laughs> but he was, uh, you know, he was a uh, he was a tremendous player. But in you know, to my mind, I'd pick Russell over Chamberlain. That, that's the old that's the old uh, contest. But uh, you know, Wilt seemed to think that the answer to everything was a stat, and um, I don't think that's what basketball is all about. What was it like to play against Russell? He's the smartest player I ever played against. He uh, got the best out of his teammates, and he turned defense into offense. And he was, uh, you know, somebody who really knew what was going through the mind of a player. For example, once we're, I hit uh, like three in a row on Satch Sanders, who's guarding me. We get to a foul, and Russell's on one side of the foul line, I'm on the other, and Satch is next to me. And he looks at Satch, then he looks at me, and he says, come on, Satch. <laughs> you can let that guy do it. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, I thought about that for a while. <laughs> Russell's, <laughs> Russell's getting in your head. <laughs> which is what he wanted me to do. No, no respect. <laughs> uh, you're Princeton Tigers in the Sweet 16. Um, first of all, take us back. Was it the third place? Was it a consolation game when you scored 58? Uh, yeah, that was the third place game. What do you remember about that? Um, I remember that my um, teammates and my coach said, shoot the damn ball. (laughs) Why? Well, it was my last game. And they knew that I'd passed it a lot, you know, passed to them and so forth. And they said, shoot it. And and so I did. And uh, didn't have a bad night. (laughs) But it's a third place game. So... Were you... Yeah, it's a third place game. Yeah. You know, they don't do those anymore. Uh, what I thought about, of course, was that we lost the night before, which is what uh, I'd want to be playing in the finals, not in the consolation. This Princeton Tiger team competing in, you know, what is the landscape of college basketball with NIL and, you know, big time money here. Uh, how surprised are you Princeton is here in the Sweet 16, given what college basketball is now? Uh, I'm very pleased. It shows that the dedication to the craft is paying off. In other words, they know the fundamentals and they play unselfishly. They box out. They hit the open shot. They play good defense. Uh, 
Um, and I'm glad to see Mitch has got them at a point where they believe in themselves. And it couldn't be coming at a better time because Creighton won't be easy. Uh, no, no further game will be easy. Not that the past were easy either, but they, they rose to the occasion. They showed real character in my view. When you were senator, did you have basketball games that you guys would play? Like <laughs> congressmen, senators, any of that? They had, they had a gym in the House, not in the Senate. And uh, I, I went over to play basketball, I think, three times in 18 years. And each of the times was because I wanted somebody's vote that I knew. <laughs> okay, did you let them beat you to get their vote? No, 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 no. I, 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 don't, I don't remember what happened. I oh. have no recollection. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. When you got to the NBA, did you guys have to buy your own shoes? Yeah, I bought my own shoes. I sent them to St. Louis, Missouri to my mother's college roommate, who's a chiropodist who put big arches in them. I bought Converse All-Stars, sent to St. Louis, put the big arches in, returned to me. Yeah. Why didn't guys get sprained ankles back then, Bill, wearing the Converse All-Stars? Well, some people did get uh, sprained ankles. But, uh, I mean, the Converse All-Stars weren't terrible shoes at all. Yeah, but they didn't have any support there. I wore those high-top Converse. Was that why you didn't make it in the pro? <laughs> yeah, I didn't make it in college, Bill. <laughs> I had a better chance of being a senator, I think, than uh, yeah, right. <laughs> playing, playing college basketball. Uh, yeah. What do you think about your Knicks today? I like the way they're playing. I mean, I hope that they, uh, you know, make it into the playoffs and go – uh, have a have a great playoff. Do you have any memorabilia left from uh, your Knicks days, winning the championships? You keep. Oh yeah, yeah, I got a lot of memorabilia. What do you got? Uniforms, warm ups, um, rings. Uh, although I've only, I, I I misplaced one of my championship rings. So <laughs> I, can't, I can't find it, but uh, that's just only a testimony to my own messiness, not to. Is it in the house somewhere, though? Yeah, I would. I would assume it is. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. You know, we have to have an investigation here. Well, you don't seem too unnerved. Uh, by the way, I I have about twenty-seven pairs of my old Converse. If you're interested, I would love to have a pair. <laughs> Could I put a pair in the man cave? Yeah, by all means. <laughs> okay, uh, as long as you autograph them. <laughs> okay. All right, we're gonna. I'll, I'll put you on hold. Can we do that? And I'll get. Uh, I'll give you the address. Can I do that? Yeah, let me, before you go, let me just show you this picture here. Okay. That's a picture of me jumping in Willis's arms. That was 73? 73 championship, right there. Was that more special than 70? Uh, well, 70 was the mountaintop. 73 was, I had more fun playing that year than any year that I played basketball. Uh, the team was great. Earl arrived. Jerry Lucas arrived. Willis was still there. Barnett still had some uh, moves. Uh, so that was, to me, the most enjoyable year. 70 was a championship. It was great. But, uh, you know, there were a lot of tension. It hadn't been there before. But now we knew what it was, and we knew how we could get there. And uh, we went out and did it. More interesting to watch Earl the Pearl Monroe or, or Clyde? They're different players, and they bring different things to the game. 
uh, Earl's virtuosity was improvisation, and Clyde's uh, strength was fundamental basketball with great quickness with his hands, and particularly on steals, and a willingness to uh, – he played at a, at a pace that seemed slightly slow, but wasn't. You know, it was like Oscar Robertson played at a pace that he he paced it the way he wanted to pace it, and he got the shot he wanted, which was really important. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard does that. Luka Doncic, they they almost slow the game to the pace that they want to play. It's like everybody else is playing, uh, you know, rock and roll, and they're playing jazz when yeah, they're out there. I think to a certain extent that's true, um, but a lot of times. We did this without the ball, with, without the player having the ball. The ball was moving. It wasn't me holding the ball, but the ball was going from one player to another. And but we weren't rushing the pass. How good a player was Phil Jackson? Phil was a good player. He, he was, uh, you know, he was on our '73 championship team. He was the backup uh, forward, and uh, he uh, had a great hook shot. And he was a competitor. People say, well, did you see Phil Jackson's uh, coaching future yeah. as a player? The answer is yes. He was, uh, he, you know, a student of the game, unselfish, uh, studied opponents and his, his teammates, was dedicated to uh, defense, which means positioning. And uh, I could easily see how he would, have, would become a, a great coach. When's the last time you shot a basketball? Oh, God, some about uh, before the pandemic. Okay. Like uh, 2019. Don't you miss that feeling, just taking a couple of jumpers and just here, yeah, here yeah, in the no, net? I, I, uh, I, jumpers, I don't know about. <laughs> okay. But, uh, <laughs> Set shot. Shooting, Set. shooting yeah. <laughs> yeah. I miss it. And, you know, sometimes, uh, at least until the pandemic, I would go down alone in a court and just shoot. And I'd go through the usual routine. I no longer hit 15 in a row from five spots, but I'd say if I hit, you know, 10 out of 13, I'd be satisfied at 15 feet. <laughs> yeah, I love doing it. I love solo. I like just going out. There's something about just sort of going into a vacuum and just shooting hoops and letting everything else fall to the wayside. That's very true. There's a there's a rhythm to the bouncing of the ball, the movement of the arms, the follow through, and then when you are rewarded with that magic sound, swish. I know. No better Nothing sound. Like no, except for a golf ball going in the hole. That one's up there too. But I, I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> uh, thanks again. I know. Uh, obviously, mixed emotions I'm, here with Princeton and Willis, but uh, it's great to I talk really to you. It really is mixed emotions. Uh, I, uh, I, when I heard about, well, I was actually walking through Central Park yesterday morning and I got a call from Gail, Willis's wife. And when she told me he had passed, you know, I sat down on a rock and cried, literally. And um, he was a man of great dignity and strength and tremendous friend to me for many years. I'll miss him. You rarely heard a bad word about him. I mean, and, and even if you did. Unless your, name, unless your name was Rudy LaRusso. Oh, that former San Francisco warrior? Yeah, that's the guy he knocked out. In yeah. a, in a, in a <laughs> but Rudy probably had it coming to him, Bill. 
I don't know. I don't know. Knowing Bill, you know, knowing Rudy, I mean, he was an instigator, though, wasn't he? Well, he went to Dartmouth. What do you expect? <laughs> he couldn't get into Princeton, right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, thanks again for joining okay. us. And uh, I look forward to getting a, a pair of those Converse. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Bill. That's uh, the uh, former Senator Bill Bradley. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. What makes a Mercedes-Benz EV different? Electric is what gets you there, but Mercedes is what moves you, like no other automaker can. The vehicle, all electric, the feeling, all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more at MBUSA.com EQ.